Welcome to episode 14 of Shoulder to Shoulder LAFC Podcast. I am your host, Chris, with my co-host, Jonathan. This is the last week that we will be without our third musketeer, Christian, who is still in Morocco. And in studio today, we have two of the notable faces of the Lucky Supporters Group, the LAFC Luckies. We've got Sal and Breezy in with us. Thanks very much for coming in, guys. Yay! Thank you, guys. (laughs) So, um, we also have in studio today the brand new pod that's going to be part of the LAFC pod fam, which is the Beer Showers FC. We've got Jay Arriaga from Expo Original. Thanks for coming in, Jay. He wanted to come in and check out the situation, and he wanted to kind of just see how we did our our flow, and so we're just happy to have you. Yeah, welcome to Casa de yeah, Gringo. Cheers. Glad to have you here. Yeah, Love man, you. I'm really appreciative of uh, you guys having me. I'm psyched to, psyched to hear about the luckies and psyched to see how you guys do things. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me out. No problem. So, I mean, you know, we had the win, right? We had another game at the bank. The win, the passion, it was all there. Yeah. I mean, what did you guys think? How do, how do you guys feel the match went against the, the new boys, FCC? Man, another last-minute, you know, closer, uh, Vela. You know, uh, that was a little surprise. But, yeah, man, welcome to the league, Cincinnati. I was surprised he hit the ball <laughs> in with his right foot, too. That, I mean, threw, threw off the whole left foot celebration everybody had No, yeah, no, uh, it was pretty amazing for it to, you know, we, we already had, like, you know, one up. So we already had, like, the points. But just to add a little cushion. A little cherry on top was yeah. just amazing. Oh, any so game that you know, yeah. has a Vela goal and it's going to be a little more special. It's and, always uh, going to be special. We follow up games with uh, back-to-back hat tricks by completing our hat trick of shutouts. So the mm-hmm. defense once again really stands yes, up. Uh, so we're looking at three shutouts in a row. Um, we're on Tyler a pretty, Miller. Yeah, he got man. recognized for Team of the Week with Carlos Vela for their performance against FC Cincinnati. First week, Tyler Miller is on the player of the week so good for him clean sheet tyler miller yeah you could have made an argument for a lot of people on our team to make team of the week i feel like k and atuesta and segura i'm Mm -hmm. still gonna wave the flag for these guys they need to get some team of the week recognition especially for segura supporting too strong back there to not get that love and miller you know i mean he had that absolutely amazing save but you know he almost coughed one up as well too so we got pretty lucky in that regard and and lucky that you know i mean they missed a couple sitters there as well too but that was just a wacky first half i mean after you know 40 minutes or so it could easily have been four two at that point there was so many so many close chances we had two in the first four minutes of the game i thought we could have netted but you know look anytime you can have the lion's share of the positive advantages there and end up two nil we'll take it you know there was the uh statistic before last week that you know carlos villa had seven goals diego rossi had six and between the two of them with their combined 13 they had more than any other mls team combined so now you look at it now after it. So, you know, there's so now they've got 14 goals between the two of them. There are four other teams, Minnesota United, Seattle Sounders, Toronto FC, and Sporting Kansas City all have a total of 14 goals scored as a team as a whole, and LAFC right now is sitting at the top with 21 goals. Nice. So I mean, nice. we are we we have yeah, I mean it's oh, it is. Like cheers, Excellent. yes. Yeah. Cheers to that. And speaking of cheers, uh, what are we drinking, guys? 
Uh, you know what? Jonathan yeah. surprised us. This is a LAFC cell. Hey, Lucky's at the pub, man. He just busted out a uh, bottle of Cantillon. Don't know the age yet. I think it was like five years, six years. But uh, this is a little sour, Seven man. Years. Brandon, I think you would love this one, man. This is badass. So this Cantillon, for those of you that don't know, is a Belgium beer. And I don't really know mm-hmm. the full history of Cantillon. So we're going to go to our in-house psalm and all-around alcohol knowledge encyclopedia. So tell us. what. Yeah. So what is this? Why is it significant? And why did you break it out for the Luckies? Yeah, so we uh, you know, have uh, some illustrious guests with us today. So we had to dip into Gringo Cellar to pull out something a little fancy. So this is uh, a bottle of Cantillon Vigneron. This bottle was released on the 22nd of November in 2010. So this is uh, almost a decade old, or almost nine-year-old <laughs> bottle of Belgian sour ale. So this is a wild ale from Brussels, from the Cantillon Brewery. This particular one contains grapes added to it, so that's uh, got a little bit of that kind of half champagne, half yeah, beer man. vibe to it. You but feel it. for those of you who are beer geeks and beer collectors, Cantillon is one of the rarest, most beautiful bottlers in the world. They have been producing beer in in very small quantities at very high quality for a very long time. I was fortunate enough to uh, make a Mecca pilgrimage to Belgium uh, as a beer lover. Mm -hmm. It was an amazing trip, and this is actually one of the bottles that I brought back with me from my trip to Belgium a few years ago that we are drinking now. It's a bit of a connection to the Luckies that we'll bring up in a few minutes here when we get to the Luckies story, but happy to share beers with anyone, especially the Luckies. Keep in mind, uh, that name Cantillon, yeah, cheers. Keep in mind that that name Cantillon will come back in, and we'll we'll dive right back into what Cantillon is, uh, symbols that Cantillon represents, and what the luckies took from it and how they're utilizing it themselves. Well, um, in the meantime, we get to drink some fancy beer. Pinky's out. I feel bougie as hell, man. I feel like sour, but this is actually really good. <laughs> so it's Tuesday that we're doing this recording. LAFC is traveling up north to Vancouver tomorrow. They're playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Whitecaps, right now the Whitecaps are not doing very well. They are one of the weaker teams in the MLS. And so with that said, what do you guys think in terms of the rosters? Are you guys kind of anticipating maybe some of the uh, players on the 18 will be an opportunity to play? We'll rest some of our key starters. I mean, you're asking a lot of technical questions for couples that usually worry about what we're going to sing next. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, on the pitch... You know, we have a real solid yeah. uh, starting 10 and uh, maybe a, a little bit of a rest since it's a midweek game. Maybe, you know, do a 50-50. Yeah. Maybe 60-40. Go with, you know, some starting for the for the beginning. I think it's a good opportunity. Bang, bang them in. And then, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, you know, like, I'm not trying to get all technical here and, you know, try to decide, you know, just break the team down. But you, you really don't want to, you know, burn the cartridge on the team that's like, what is it, 24th? 23rd. Yeah, 23rd. So, but at the same time, you want to go up there and just like knock them in and get home, call it a day. You know, you just... mentioned earlier, it might be a good opportunity for maybe giving Fito Zalai an opportunity. Yeah, maybe play, a Fito. Maybe 40, yeah, that would be nice, man. I mean, we need to see yeah, Fito. We don't know unless they're yeah, out there I mean, doing if they're what they need to do. And stuff like that. Who's traveling? Who's not? Yeah, they come you out know, and, I, and, and, for, and for our friends over in D.C., you know, who went to go pay to go see uh, LAFC or vice versa, but wanted to go see Fito, man. Bradley always picks the side that's going to win the game and who always decides who's ready, match fit, and goes, you know, with the, the winning squad. And so we just say, hey, just be patient. You know, yeah, Fito yeah. will come back. Fito will be in. And once he plugs in, you know, because it's a long season. Mm-hmm. One thing we learned last year, I mean, there's 
Oh, I mean, it's just uh, it, it starts middle of the season. Feet, we're going to see Fito, and the, you know, Dio back, and yeah. So yeah, there's plenty of plenty of sun for everybody, man. Yeah, he's got competitions to come. I'm sure we'll see him before the season's yeah. out. I mean, it's a marathon of a season. You know, you don't want him to come back uh, if he's hurt. And you know, I mean, the fact that his 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 soleus, his soul, what does he got? Marcellus Wallace disease. His soul's in a briefcase, something like that. Um, uh, he's, yeah. he's having an issue getting fit. So, I mean, let's get him match fit, and then we'll see. I think the real question for this game, if I'm Vegas, is. Uh, the over-under on how many Perez's will be in the starting lineup. I think I'll set it at one and oh a half. Oh, my God. We I, have another three in the luckies. We have Louis Perez, like, like, like ten Louis Perez's, man. We have so many, like, Louis Perez's in the luckies. We have to be, like, giving them new nicknames so we know who we're talking about when we say Louis Perez. I, I feel like we need that for the team as well, right? too, at this point. we got to um, give them yeah. nicknames. But you know what? It, 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 at the end of the day, though, it's football, and you can never underestimate you know, a team at home. Uh, you know, it always happens, you know, the teams come into someone's backyard and they think, oh, we got this figured out. We can just send in a easy squad or, you know, the B squad or a, a minus squad. And you always see it, man. You know, they'll step up. They train extra hard. The team was the, 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 the local team is extra focused. And now they're running a little tighter than yeah. what they used to be. And now they've learned from some of their their film. They they do the drills and they study Vela and then they, they get really prepare, mm-hmm. or they fall back, park the bus, and next thing you know they, they got one or two chances and now boom LAFC is down one zero right and now you go into this like you know so uh, it's still football you know you never know man you never know I think it does have you know kind of the looks of a trap game on the onset well, yeah. a very poor team a first place team a midweek game yeah. and there's lots of ways to trip up here you know and, and you could easily throw a starting lineup out there that, that could let that happen I just don't think that's yeah, in Bob right. Bradley's well, makeup and so I do know that based on the the game notes that the PR department sends out the uh, Adama Diomande is still going to be injured and Andre Hort is still going to be injured with and so then Alejandro Guido Lee Wynn and Fito Zelaya are all questionable so there you go. those are those are those might be game day decisions mm-hmm. or or what have you but then after because we're not going to have an opportunity to record again before Easter Sunday on Easter Sunday we are then inviting in the number two ranked power ranked team uh seattle into there the bank that's gonna be a good game that's that one very good game. are you guys all gonna be able to make it up i'm there uh, we're there perfect yeah, i'm actually I'm bringing there. my mom for her first ever lafc game first football match so i'm, pretty I'm actually so i i convinced my wife to bring both of my sons out to the game because she's like it's easter we gotta spend with my family and it's like well <laughs> Your family's out of town, and my family's out of town. It's like... Let's go with our other family. Yeah, I was like, let's go to the game. And so this is actually going to... I have a one-and-a-half-year-old. It's going to be his first game. So nothing better than Easter. Nothing better than going to a football match on Easter. This, you know, it's always holidays that challenge your commitment to LAFC. I think everybody involved in this thing called, you know, the LAFC family gets a little challenge. You know, like, how committed are you to this? So... You have, uh, this is our first real, like, okay, it's Easter, you know, like, yeah, oh, it's wow. Easter, so, yeah. I think, I think when the next one's going to be Christmas or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or New I, Year's. No, no, you know what, uh, uh, Halloween, man. Like might, Halloween. There might be a game on Halloween. <laughs> Another Dia de los Muertos game. Yeah, man, how Everyone fun was that, man? Face. How... Everyone was yeah. Well, you know, I'm kind of bummed, though, right, because they shortened 
the playoff structure. So now the only way that we'll have it, because last season everyone had a deal de los muertos game around the first, right? right? This year, if you, in order for you to get a deal de los muertos game, you have to be in the semifinals for playoffs. Wow. So interesting. Yeah, well, I really so hope we have because, one then. Because yeah. the, the championship, I believe, the championship game is like November 7th. Well, well that'll be a fun game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's, and you touched on the deal of los muertos, and it's, uh, you know, on a side note, it's it's all it's interesting how that has become kind of in, in woven into the fabric of LAFC supporter culture. Oh yeah, with both D nine U and and uh, El Catrine. Of you know, course. Hey, what's up, Catrine? Woo woo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, you know, even our Lucky's a little you know little dead cat with a charro hat. But I I love it how some of these elements are are in, you know interwoven oh, into the fabric. You know, because. That's one of the things we really wanted to do uh, yeah. early on. So let's talk about that. You know, early on, you know, tell us about the humble beginnings of the Luckies and how, how it started for you, Sal, for you, Breezy. You know, I know that um, Luckies has a tight association with the Lucky Baldwins, which is a pub in right. Pasadena. How did, how did all of that come to be? Um, you know, just really short Reader's Digest. I'm going to try to do this real quick. John Bulls down the street. I think it was uh, Fair Oaks. It was... Early 90s, that's where all the expats used to go. I popped my head in there early on when we first moved up into Pasadena, and it just, you know, it was very, it was just like one TV, one game. Nobody knew what was going to be shown. I speed up the clock. Uh, 94, you know, Lucky Baldwin's is available. And then uh, you got uh, Dave Farnsworth, who uh, with uh, Peggy, get a hold of this great spot in Old Town known as Lucky Baldwin's. And early on, it was just supposed to be a, just a normal bar, you know, uh, a pub with Belgian beers. You know, of course, Dave gets the first amount of Cantillon and Deliriums from Belgium. He gets knighted by the, the Beer Society of wow. Brussels. <laughs> so, 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 so the like, owner like, of this pub yeah. is, brings Belgian beer yeah. to America, to Los Angeles, yeah. and then he gets night. He was he originally from born and raised in Belgium. He was from England. He was of Cardiff. Wow, <laughs> he was Cardiff. Yeah, very so, cool. So and then around the time, uh, Eric Ferron, who was Liverpool, who was still Liverpool, Liverpool Eric, uh, along with some of the o- older expats, I gotta, I gotta uh, meet him. Convinced, convinced Dave to hey, you know what? You get more traffic here if you put up a television and show some. You know, English premiere for once. And Dave was, you know, like, nah, I don't want that. You know, this is not, uh, I don't want that. You know, and, you know, they, they, they knew what was going on in England. He just wanted to sell Belgian beer, high quality Belgian beer. Right. And people were coming in from like as far as way to Santa Monica, Riverside, just to have this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so speed up the clock. He conv- There's a big screen TV in like the main part of this area of Lucky's, which is kind of set up on a wooden deck that gives us this uh, wooden ship feel. And most people don't know the secret about Lucky's that when you get into the space, it feels like you're on a ship. That's right. You really do. And it vibrates like a ship when you, you know, when, mm-hmm. you know, when everything's going and like super busy and you get all this really? energy in there and the more pints of abby the more pints it actually got, starts to sway it starts to, yeah, like really it just feels like it's just like yeah it has that energy in there yeah, right it so it's got this old furniture energy yeah. old rickety building with uh the old uh bricks all over the place mm-hmm. 
And so the whole ar architecture in there has this, this British pub feel. But, um, but yeah, so you speed up the clock even further. Thanks to uh, the globalization of football, now you have Chicharito playing, you know, in, in England, and you have uh, all these players from all over the world playing on the big screen. Now you're having the demographic kind of change, and so that's kind of the the birth of this new local following of the EPL scene, mm -hmm. and that happens for about 15 years. It, it evolves over years. So um, you know, you have this very super subculture. Early morning, get up at 5 a.m. Get up to the pub, watch your favorite team. I think Bree, you, know, you can you can make your plug. Yeah, no, there. She's a little sad I, today. <laughs> I'm not sad. Stop. <laughs> Menu. Um, she's yeah, Menu, she's a United fan. Menu. Um, as like nine years ago, and then just growing up, you know, being like you know EPL and watching like United and being able to. There's nothing better than actually getting up at the crack of dawn of 4 a.m. and walking into like Lucky Baldwin's and that's how I started going just finding out more about what you know Lucky's were about and what I knew that I wanted to be about and what I carried so walking in there 4 a.m 5 a.m six o'clock hits and your match is about to start crack open that first beer of like a breakfast beer and <laughs> being ever just to be with everybody and then it's amazing because a lot of people do show up to the point where it's so packed and the passion just runs through everybody. It's nothing better than that. Except after when, of course, like when you're hella hungover by like noon and yeah. you have Lucky's to go to bed. Lucky's is an absolutely legendary place within the beer community. And this goes back decades. Um, you know, we touched on Canty on the Brewery. So if you're familiar with Canty on the Brewery, it has an iconoclastic logo. A logo right. that's been repurposed by the Luckies, and, and the connection there is Lucky Baldwin's the right. pub. So we have this legendary pub and, and an owner who's knighted for bringing Belgian beers to the United States and is one of only a few bars in the world to have permission from the Van Hoy family that owns Cantillon right. to use the Cantillon logo as the logo for their pub, uh -huh. which is you know synonymous with their brand Cantillon. And there are very, very, very few places in the world that are even permitted that logo right. of the man falling back in the chair while, <laughs> while holding the pint and pipe. And of course, Luckies have rebranded that to him kicking the ball, which, uh, you know, as a huge beer geek uh, and a Belgian beer fan, you know, that connection with Luckies is something that's pretty amazing. What I'm also curious about is how you two became connected with Luckies. What was the story and the passion for football that led you to the pub to have a pint and watch a game? You know, it was a touch and go early on because, uh, you know, I was still going to PCC in the early 90s and just moved it down on Cordova just recently married and whatnot and and so you know i try to get away and watch you know uh just football just I didn't, I didn't even have a team back then so but really when i just got back from the world cup in 2006 from germany quick story i landed in frankfurt mexico kit bag with two tequila bottles you know, Jonathan, I know you appreciate that part. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and didn't know Jack about, like, world global, like, World Cup experience. And that was, like, other than the World Cup in the U.S., but, you know, it's in Pasadena. It's, like, you know, it's, like, in your backyard. And you're not traveling, right? But you're seeing, like, the Brazilians and you're seeing the Brits and you're seeing all this energy in Pasadena. And that was that experience, but I did not really become like part of lucky Baldwin's till 20 uh when i got back in 2006 and there was this legendary 
train ride from Frankfurt to Nuremberg. I'll never forget. I, I jumped on the train, and it was nothing but Brits. Really? They were all going to Nuremberg. They had a game. I forget again what African team, but in the box art in the back, the caboose, it was all Mexicans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we had the next game like the following night. And I clearly remember like St. George's uh, flags hanging on the side of the train. And it was just bonkers inside these trains. Yeah. And it was like kind of like this. That was when you, you know, I don't know, like Twilight Zone, you walk through this door and you just step into this world. And I think that's when I stepped into this world and I haven't gone back out. Well, and, and that's what I've heard, right? From everyone who's ever told me a story about going to any World Cup anywhere in the world. It's like you go there and there is you're just flooded with fans from countries yeah. all over the world. And you're riding in public transportation or walking in the streets or walking to your bars or hotels or whatever and it's and and they look at you and they're like you know it's a matter of respect like okay that's that's who you support that's your club yeah. that's your country that's and yeah. and and that is what i mean it's it's a, i've i've ever since hearing these these stories that people tell about their experiences with the world cup it makes me want to go to a foreign country for a world cup you know yeah. obviously we're all jonesing about it coming to America, in, which is uh, awesome, yeah. In twenty twenty six, right? It's the three country, yeah. The the three country uh, participants: Canada, Mexico, and the mm -hmm. United States. But it's at the same time too. It's you know we. I would like to see it in another country. Yeah, I mean, and you know that was just one experience. So, uh, you know, so I'm jonesing on these like Brits, and they're 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 just blown away that I even speak English. I remember one guy saying like, "Hey, mate." This guy speaks the Queen's English. I'm like, I'm looking around like, I don't speak anything, man. I'm like from Boyle Heights, L.A. I got two tequila bottles and like, leave me alone, man. <laughs> and next thing you know, they got me, you know, they hand me a pint. I'm drinking and I'm speaking the language of, of football. That And like, it's, 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 it's like, that was it. You know, I made it back to the caboose eventually. And those guys finished one of my bottles. <laughs> they forget, like, you know, saca la botella, saca la botella. That's all they kept saying. Man. Like, all right, here, man. And I was like, I, I learned my lesson. I wouldn't do that again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the whole World Cup experience was fun. Come back to Pasadena. I wanted to kind of, like, keep re reliving that experience. So that's where I find the pub. I sit down. And uh, Roger Spacey, he's a Chelsea uh, expat who passed, um, you know, uh, he, was, he was on that northbound train uh, that it hit uh, head-on collision uh, not far from here back in uh, 2008 oh yeah, he was in yeah, right yeah. yeah he was in, here in uh, northridge or whatever northridge yeah so uh you know rest in peace uh raj uh but yeah i you know you know to the day you know like eric was his you know liverpool buddy he, eric's always like man you should have sat next to me you have been liverpool man yeah. <laughs> and i always tell him and i'm kidding around i always have a soft spot you know for liverpool but that's where the whole chelsea uh, the whole EPL thing started for me because these guys were real, real cool. They weren't like no banter or anything. They would explain the game, mm -hmm. like okay, Drogba's playing in this position. Okay, they're playing off. Okay, Essien's gonna come up. And I mean, these guys were like they knew the nuances of the play on the field, right? And I sat, I just sit there and just quietly listen to them until some of the like new Chelsea guys would come in there and start singing. And then that's when, like, I broke out of my shell. I think, you know, when Chelsea went a little further into the playoffs, mm -hmm. not the playoffs, but towards the end of the season, I remember singing, like, one of the first songs, and like, Carefree. 
And once that happened, it was just like, like electric, man. It was like, okay, you know, it's okay to sing. It's okay to let your passion out. And from then on, it just, it just grew, it grew on me. And, uh, you know, then you see, you know, like speed up the clock, you see Breezy start showing up to the pub. And, four, uh, four or five in the morning. Four or five in the morning. So, you know, I'm curious though, right? So even before LAFC was ever announced, you're a Chelsea fan, you're a Man United fan. Yeah. You know, um... I will have to interrupt and say there are guys like Di Maria, Brandon, uh, Justin, Arsenal Justin, Lewis, Arsenal Lewis. Uh, there's just like this whole other group of guys that are from my era. Mm-hmm. Tiny, Chelsea Tiny, you know. He is one of the original LAFC couples, you know, when, you know, we were having watch parties. So there is this other group of guys that, and girls that are, you know, Liverpool Juliana, who recreated oh, the yeah. kicking Cantillon man, mm-hmm. who's out in some middle she's of the ocean. She's in Antarctica right She's now. in Antarctica. She's a Caltech grad. Oh, cool. Uh, and she's out there doing some... Uh, you know, uh, oceanography type, cool. uh, type of type of work, but to wear all the scarf pictures from Antarctica, I'm not seeing these. <laughs> yeah, she's out there on her computer, man, staring at like, like <laughs> no, the she's ocean. living life right now. No, she's enjoying on, I and mean, she's yeah. out there. But anyway, so we have this group, right? So they have like different. Uh, it's evolved so that now we have the younger uh, supporters are coming in. Like Bree, so speak to that. Yeah, uh, go what's ahead. Your story? How did you story? arrive um, at Lucky's? What brought you there? Well, Lucky's, I've known them since pretty much 2014. Um, it was the first ever, I believe, like the supporters match where um, all the supporter groups get together. They play some football and, you know, go on from there. It was my first time ever, like, showing up. I went by myself to the first ever match and meeting everyone for the first time. It was, like, so small because, you know, everyone's still learning about, like, LAFCs before Crest, before Colors. Um, it was right when we first ever even had our black and red scarves. Mm-hmm. I remember just hearing a group of people just coming in, like chanting. And where I came from, like nine years ago, like being, you know, from watching, like, you know, being united and seeing, like, you know, the football culture and EPL and knowing deep down, I was like, this is what I want. This is where I want to be. Before LAFC, so when LAFC kicked off, I was ready, like, okay, like, this is a team for me. So were you raised in a Man United family? How did you become a Red Devil? Um, I became a Red Devil, sadly, because of someone who I dated a very long time ago. Kind of, like, pulled me into it. You know, you meet those people in your life that pull you into something where you're just like, I don't know. But then, you know, you're getting woken up at 4 or 5 in the morning <laughs> and have a beer already in your hand, still trying to wake up. And then you're literally watching a match on TV that early. It's a beautiful thing. And then after finally, you know, Sally, the first match I ever really had to see was a Carson game. Went to a Carson game. Thoughtful force, a match in front of me, and I was like, okay, like, this is what I'm talking about. But literally being around that, it was, there was no, you know, in my point of view, there was no passion, there was no anything. Like, it was just like, I'm just feeling like I'm just sitting on the bleachers doing that a damn thing. Right. And when LAFC kicked off, I was, and, you know, literally saying, like, we're going to be, like, in the heart of Los Angeles, I was like, it's it. You know, being a girl, um, raised, you know, I think that's where me and Sal really, like, connect a lot. We're from Ball Heights. I was raised, you know, in the projects and wanting, you know, 
LA to be represented in the right way. Like, yeah, we have LA, we have Beverly Hills, we have all the fancy stuff, but no, you understand we have South Central, we have Inglewood, we have Boyle Heights, we have East Los, like we have all these other cities mm-hmm. that should be represented out there, in which I think a lot that does bring the culture into what we have now. So coming from that and growing up older and coming from 2014 and on, seeing the Luckies, you know, roll through with their group and then chanting already. They had chants already. They, they're already going and I'm standing mm-hmm. there like, oh my God, like who are these people? Like this <laughs> is something that I want. This is something that I've been wanting from LAFC. This is something that I fell in love with, with EPL and like the European culture for a long time. So I started going up to the pub, started finding out more and about what they had in the beginning. And that's when I started like showing up in the pub, showing up at four or five in the morning and started like learning the beers there too, which was just amazing. There's nothing, like I said, there's nothing better than popping open a, a good stout like at, you know, six in the morning, waiting for your, your, your team to start playing and I just started growing on from there and they started noticing me and they started noticing I was also an LAFC fan and it just grew from there and I just kept showing up. So you have a core group of people at the pub that yeah. introduce the rest of these soccer loving people to LAFC. Right. So how does that morph from chanting and drinking in a pub to a supporters group? Okay, uh, I guess we got to talk about the uh, the paradigm shift, I guess that's what you call it, right? So there's this... And, and 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 from what I've read in MLS in general, there's the uh, oh the uh, Euro snobs. They got this this title, right? I'm like, what the hell is that all about? So I guess there's this long history of the traditional American MLS, where you know we're gonna do it our way, and you know you get all this type of different hybrid support. Right? How dip- it started? How that? You mean you got you got you got you got like groups like. That started like, you know, we're former, you know, band members, you know, from like the high school band. They're going to now, you know, with a supporter group, (laughs) you know, like whatever. I mean, you got all over the map, right? And then you have this kind of like a pushback. And we kind of felt, I kind of understood it a little bit more after our New York trip just recently and what that was all about. But working our way up with the Luckies, you know, the paradigm shift happened really at the Crest Launch. I had uh, myself, you know, I, I bought my max amount of seats deposit, eight seat deposits from day one when I got invited to the Ginsler event, you know, uh, to go see this presentation about this new soccer team. And, um, you know, yeah, we talked about, you know, what, what do you want in the North End, all, all kinds of details. But the the day of like the Crest launch at Union Station is when I literally snuck in 12 luckies from the pub. You know, and and the other eight, it's like I'm uh, using my my tickets. Pat didn't even know, like there was only like two recognized support groups that were coming that day, which was uh, D9U and Black Army. And so I'm inviting these all these like casual looking dudes, like they just showed up, and I'm sneaking guys in from the back, and I'll own it, you know, Pat. It's so funny that that <laughs> Ray comes on Pat. and talks about Julio sneaking him into the party or, or him sneaking himself in when yeah. Julio was going to try and sneak him in. And then you know, we get Sal from, from Lucky's on. He talks about sneaking people into the party. There's a theme here amongst LAFC the, yeah. supporters. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't invite just one of us to a party. Chick- we're no, all coming. No, if one coming, we're all coming. Yeah, no, the reason why is I knew that the quality of, uh, of what, 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 what LAFC was going to be about was kind of hard to convey 
going to the pub with these guys and they're sitting there and I'm like, well, wait a minute. I kind of get where this, you know, like, you know, uh, this is EPL cell. That's MLS. That's, that's, we're above, you know, this, right. like, like we're above <clears throat> this. And so like, I, I'm like, okay, there's going to be free beer. There's going to be food and let's just have a good time, guys. They're like, all right, we'll do it for you. And so when they showed up and they're like, oh, damn, this is badass. This is cool. And then, you know, they actually saw the, the crest for the first time, the L.A. And the, uh, with the A with the wing. And, it's powerful. Look. And then uh, what really uh, made it interesting is, you know, you give us, you know, the luckies a couple of beers. You put us in a photo booth. Uh, we're just gonna start singing some random stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, you got yeah. you got supporters from like five different EPL teams. <laughs> There's gonna be some creativity coming out of that thing, and sure enough, and we just start. I mean, I don't even know who started singing, uh, you know. And when we come out of this photo booth, there's cameras waiting for us outside, <laughs> and we're like, "What the hell is this?" And so they're like, "Are you the official?" No, we're not. We're just we just showed up. And we walk back into the main uh, room, and Mia Hamm goes up on stage, and uh, I think it was Di Maria started singing, you know, uh, like uh, Mia, Mia, give us a wave, Mia, Mia, yeah. And we're just laughing. I mean, we're having a great time, and we just start going into one song after another, after another, because we've been sitting in a pub for like it was just like uncorking this cantiana, like you just like boom, like that was the day. We were actually the luckies for LAFC, it, you know, uh, unofficially. Um, some have come and gone, but that was one of those when when Pat came up to us and she said, "Sal, uh, this is great. <laughs> Can you share some of your songs?" Like, yeah, man. All right, all right. Talk to me. Call me next week. You know, who are all these guys? I'm like, we're all from the pub, Pat. I kept telling you, man. <laughs> this is what's going on up there. All right, great, 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 great. Um, yeah, man, let's all work together. Yeah, man, we're gonna work together. And so that's that's the day, you know. Uh, I remember uh, Rafa said, "Hey, I want to introduce you to someone." You know, I I, met, I think I met Julio again, who I had met at Gensler, and we, we formally met that night. Ray shook his hand, and then you know some of the Black Army that was there. Uh, I think that's the first time that uh, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Jerry, I'm sorry, I'm not on your podcast, bro. Oh, yeah, Jerry Jimenez. Yeah. Much love, Jerry. Heart of sorry, LA. Heart of LA, bro. Oh, I gotta be honest, I got a bone to pick with them right now. <laughs> they mispronounced my name on this last week's episode. I'm, I'm a little butthurt, guys. Uh, they don't even announce so, so, my name, bro, so, so don't to, even like... <laughs> to, 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 to Miss yours, Jerry Jimenez and Yosef Zaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our first president, Joseph, yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's how it went. Um, we yeah. love you, boys. You know, uh, yeah, no, I, I, well, honestly, like, um, you know, LAFC Pod Fam, we're always looking out for each other. That's exactly why we have Beer Showers FC here. And then, uh, you know, yeah, at the Dodgers game, you know, uh, for those of you that didn't see, uh, <clears throat> Jonathan was at the Dodgers game on Friday for uh, Jackie Robinson night. And oh, wow. Yeah, just like uh, yeah, LAFC might have everyone wearing Perez on the back of their kit, the Dodgers <laughs> had uh, everyone wearing 42, just like everyone yeah. in baseball. I love it. Yeah. And who was there other than Philly from Defenders of the yeah, Bank? And they, and, came by they came by. And, I mean, it all comes full circle. You know, yeah. everybody's working together, and we're all trying to build this uh, beautiful family, man. It yeah. doesn't matter if you listen to us or anybody else, as long as 
you listen to one of the podcasts and you... All. Yeah. Well, you know, people ask at the end of the day, like, how does this happen within, like, you know, a Mm -hmm. year or two, which is... Right. That's been happening since 2014, even longer. Yeah. And you know, so it's it's because we're coming from right now. Like they want to talk yeah. about this club that they love. Uh, mm-hmm. Something you guys mentioned that 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 made me think about it is uh, some of your phrases and some of the symbols that you guys mm-hmm. use for your club. You know, you have the Felix the Cat. Mm-hmm. You also have the phrase, uh, "What we live in the pub." We live in the we pub. We live in the pub. Uh, so, can you guys talk on that? What, yeah, what do those yeah. mean? How did you come across them? Like, what? Just tell us everybody about them. Live in the pub is just. Uh, just one of those, uh, you know, yeah, between Justin it. Duncan, Brandon Sanchez, Di Maria, the like they were like the third or second generation guys from the pub, like another generation younger than I. Um, they they started coming up with that that uh, quote, um, and uh, you know once we started, you know, showing up to LAFC, you know, uh, you know. There's also the one that kind of faded away. Where were you at 4 a.m.? Oh, where <laughs> like, where, yeah, like there's a whole song that like, where were you? Where were you? Or where when, when they're coming late and when we see them walking or in the pub, we we're like, you we can in. see you sneaky again. Because you're late. Because you're, you're late. Because you're late. You know you're supposed to be here at 4 a.m. when the kickoff happens. So where were you? Come on. So that you know. So those those are all kind of like little little quotes from just from our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would have to give credit to that, that group of guys, oh, you yeah. know, the, 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 and you know, they're, you know, Arsenal, United, Chelsea, tiny, all, all these guys, hammers, and oh, hammers. Oh yeah. Ham, West Ham. West Ham. We have a big, really big good... shout out to the, the West Ham that just took over the pub. You know, yeah. <laughs> yes, they've grown a lot, you they know, have. um, but, uh, aside from that, uh, the Felix, oh, well, let's talk about Cantillon. Well, we we adopted the Cantillon. Uh, we, we we talked to management and we used it and we did a couple of banners. The, the Lucky Boys, that's when our first banner that we had made. A matter of fact, West Ham Gavin made that for us uh, with Juliana who who added the, the the leg up in the ball, and um, we used that for a couple couple you know you know as many events as we could, and then uh, a guy named Sway man, Sway showed up. Uh, Josue showed up to the pub. I'm not to the pub. It was, I met him at the groundbreak at the sports arena event for the first time. I had seen him around, but that was the first time this guy just comes up to me and shakes my hand. He has his uh, niece with him. And uh, he says, yeah, man, um, I'm interested in the luckies. And I'm looking at this guy like thinking once again, you know, who are you, man? Like, you know, that attitude, which I have learned to kind of like really open up and think like, no, you got to listen to folks' stories, man. And a learning lesson, right? Uh, Sway ends up helping do this Felix the Cat image. Behind the story with Felix the Cat is I grew up in Bull Heights. My uncles were all in the lowrider culture sh- uh, world. We would go to Pomona shows as a little kids. That's like one of the iconic things that I've always seen was this little Felix a cat and license plates mm-hmm. or the lights, you know, you would see it everywhere. It's everywhere. You know, the shirts and, and I remember going with my uncles to Felix Chevrolet in the seventies, early Figaro in Washington, across the street from USC early on. And yeah, they would service their cars or, or, you know, they would, I remember clearly my uncle 
driving away in a brand new Chevy. And then he like, I think to myself, all right, cool. You know, let's, you know, that would, that would be pretty cool. Hey, Sway, what do you think? He goes, well, let me work on it. And so, so he came back and, you know, he came back and added the, the, the hat and the, the smiling face. And, um, you know, I always wanted to keep it, you know, keep it light, you know, and it has a lot of, a little bit of elements of everything. I have taken, you know, art school, so I kind of knew, you know, all right. I didn't want to go super aggressive. You know, we, we had seen a lot of, we see everything at the pub, man, from all kinds of stuff. So I thought to myself, you know what? Um, there, there's really nothing for, we, we're organic. We know the songs. We know a lot of the culture. I, I, I lived through like the 90s in Boyle Heights where you can even walk the streets at night. I, I want to make it fun. You know, I want to make it uh, uh, open for every families and everything. I want to make football accessible. And so uh, I had a kind of compromise because it is kind of quirky. And a story behind that, you know, so I said, hey, you know what? Why don't you add the laurel wreath, make them tough, you know? And the history of Felix is he's actually kind of pretty mischievous, you know, like yeah. the 1920th, the 1920 guy. Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's pretty, pretty out there, you know, he's kind of, he's, he's, he's bad. synonymous with tattoo culture. Which yeah, tattoo kind of culture, the, the yeah, the period, ink and yeah. iron thing. And yeah. so um, anyway, so we went with it and it, it's worked out. Um, we kind of rode, you know, kind of like took it upon ourselves. And uh, luckily we had uh, uh, our good friends at Felix Chevrolet that approached us and said, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they've helped us out. So we, we're, we're cool. good and and now everything's fine. <laughs> we're not out there doing things on our own. So we're, we're really happy. And thank you, Felix Chevrolet, for yeah. everything you do. Uh, if you want to sponsor the, the pod, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, buy some equipment for these guys. But um uh-huh. But yeah, for us that was a big, big one. And then we were, um, as a matter of fact, uh, I introduced Felix as the mask or the like idea for thirty two fifty two. That got shut down real quick. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, that's where that came from. And uh, 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 we we speed up the clock, and then we introduced the latest uh, this year was the Lucky Girls, and there and her yeah. and the, what she's wearing. And yeah, please do so. Tell us, tell us so. You know, the Lucky Girls is a is a newer uh, wing of the Luckies uh, and uh, the Lucky Boys, and that's how they came up with the name, the Lucky Girls. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I know that you have been a very adamant and and big supporter for trying to get women involved. And honestly, you know, I was watching the match this last weekend at my house on YouTube TV, sponsored pod, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I told my wife, I was like, you see that girl that's 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 leaving all the people uh, as one of the capos? She's going to be on the pod. And, I mean, they do. From where you guys are at and in the capo stand, they definitely, the the broadcast shows the people that are leading the 3252. So people see that we have female representatives mm. leading the North End. So, I mean, so can you touch on that? Touch on the lucky girls. Touch on being someone who is a leader amongst your supporters group and and what it's like to be a couple. Um, for right now, just, you know, it's with Lucky Girls. Um, it was always around. Women were always there at the pub. It just became to the point where it just started really blowing up, where we had our, it came to, yeah, represent the women and the guys, you know, we can't just be lucky boys all day, so we had the Lucky Girls. Um, fortunate Miss Kitty is actually, if you look in the cartoons of Felix, 
We call her Miss Kitty. She's actually Felix the Cat's girlfriend in cartoon real life. Mm -hmm. So if you actually look back on it, you'll see her face and kind of pictures and stuff like that, which we have like our Lucky's on tour, Low Rider with Felix the Cat and Miss Kitty on there. Um, so coming from that as being a capo, it, it literally, it was, it was just a day where Sal was up there and he was like, I come up here with me, you know, after like the women's match, I think, uh, I had a, a, a photo of, of myself that went pretty viral on the women's night. He, uh, he told me one day, he's like, you know what, come with me on second half. So I went up there with them. What was that first time like? I was nervous. I honestly, I was nervous because I was like, really? Like me? And they're like, yeah, you know, a lot of people have seen me in the stands and I came out a bunch of pictures and people were like, oh my God, like you're like, you know, you really have it. Like you're really loud and you know, and I'm just like, oh, you know, thank you. I'm just, you know, to me, I'm just doing, I think any supporter does. Like we're, we're like living it up there. We're just One thing I have to say about Breezy is uh, I, I, I use a megaphone, right? And uh, I remember not, not too long ago, I said, hey, Bree, here's a megaphone. She looked at me like I was crazy. Like, I'm, like, I'm not going to use that. I'm not going to use that. I'm loud. I'm like, okay, all right. All <laughs> I'm right. like, I'm loud already. Okay, cool. Um, so the, the, behind the lucky girls, it's, you know, as the same thing we live in the pub too. You know, we, there we have Liverpool girls. We have Chelsea girls. We have United girls. We have West Ham girls. Like, we just have, you know in there and you know it's this time and this year of 2019 for us to be represented and you know last season when you know towards the end of the season when Sal got me up there I was like you know what this is pretty dope and he's like you know what I want you to go up there second half and I'm literally like me and everyone's like yes everyone's like go up there go 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 and they're telling me literally like just go up there and I'm like are you sure like it wasn't like Mm -hmm. hey can I do it or it wasn't like, hey, do I need to sign happened. up? Like, yeah. it wasn't like that. It was like, you know, Sal, I guess, like, you know, I was blessed that Sal and a lot of people saw something in me that was more than what I thought that I was, you know, at the end of the day. Like, I was, you know, just trying to represent my club and cheering for my club. And when I went up there and I saw, you know, I gave energy what I could and see the energy come back. And there's nothing more than just being a woman up there and seeing the little girls. Yeah. You know, I have nieces. And, you know, I hear, like, parents come up to me, like, all the time, like, dude, like, my daughter loves you. She's looking at you. She's looking up to you. She's like, I want to be a capo. And I'm just like, really? Like, you know, I'm still in shock to this day that people still come up to me and Mm -hmm. they're just like, dude, I love you. Like, you're amazing up there. And I'm like, dude, I'm just doing what I love. No joke when I mentioned we were going to have the two of you on. There were a number uh, of women, you know, that came up to me and said, oh, you know, like, she's such an inspiration to me personally, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there was a little girl who was like, when I grow up, I want to be like Breezy. Yeah, like, I, I hear that. I hear it a lot. And, you know, I think what hit me the most is my cousin told me, which, you know, her daughter, my niece, she was like, she's always looking for you on TV. She's always looking up to you. So I knew I knew then and there, I'm like, you know what, like, I have I was blessed for this, but now, like, that's something I really have to do. Um, there is nothing like getting the energy from the women up there. I'm pointing them out. Like, you know, ladies, you know, in the 3252 and every support group, you guys bless me every day. And I see you guys all the time. You guys give me so much energy up there. And we're breaking barriers and breaking, making history pretty much every day as women in Los Angeles and women in LAFC. And I just want to thank you guys for just giving me 
that energy and coming up to me. Like, I know sometimes I, I see, I seem so like out of place because, you know, there's a lot going on, like in tailgates and at games, but I do what I can to just say thank you because that's all I see up there. I, I'm looking at the little girls that they look, looking around like, you know, maybe this, maybe this little girl's playing football and she doesn't know that this is for her. Mm-hmm. So I'm right there showing her. I'm like, this is for you too. Let's go. And you bring the energy to them. You point them out. And when I point these girls out, when I point the women out there out, they're looking at me and they're like, come on. And I'm like, come on. And we're just giving each other that energy. Like, there's nothing better than that. Like, and to see, like, you know, we have a day for us, um, which is a blessing. But to be able to be up there and getting their energy. And everyone, of course. But I do my best to try to pull the women up there too like hey like this is this is for all of us like yeah. we're here we're here to kick butt we're you know like i always tell like everyone at the pub and i tell sal i'm like you know we're ladies but we love football and we love drinking beer too like this is this is for us so i just want to thank all the girl um all the women all the girls out there mm-hmm. who give me energy at every match i see you guys and i'm blessed so thank you that's yeah, like D9U has a term that they use for people who bring it for 90 minutes, uh, you know, endurance in Spanish, yeah. aguante. Yeah, you know, uh, and so many people when, you know, I was like, you know, what do you, what do you guys think of Breezy? You know, it's going to be on the show. And they're like, aguante, puro aguante. You know, I mean, they, they, yeah. you bring that, right? I mean, you have yeah. that. I mean, um, it's noticeable. I mean, it is. And I, I mean, even, for sure. even if you're sitting in the seats uh, at the stadium, you know, and you look, because, I mean, the North End is amazing right it it you have to watch you have to see what everything is going <laughs> yeah. on and you see you see the couples that are going there and i mean you're so animated you're there and you're shaking your hands and you're just you're 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 getting everybody mm-hmm. so hyped i mean you do you have a presence there yeah. you are a natural at it and i mean it, it does it it really does motivate yeah. the I'm people. I'm 4'11", <laughs> so, you know, it takes a, it takes a lot for me to come out. You do have to climb to that top row. Yeah. yeah no, um, like, I recently, like, like, you know, like, Tom Penn, like, you know, I met Tom Penn's wife, and she was like, you look, uh, you look a little bit taller in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't stop row. laughing. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, I'm 4'11", but, you know, I, I have to climb a little bit taller than everybody else to kind of, you know, make everybody not see me, but hopefully they can hear me up there. So speaking of growing, um, we've seen, you know, Lucky's in the 3252 and Lady Lucky's grow to this point. So where do you guys see this going from here? Um, uh, well, you know, we're, we're going, you know, steady, consistent, yeah. steady, and our focus is on quality over quantity. Mm. Um, we are, you know, we, we, we're in for the long haul. Uh, we see ourselves 10, 15, 20 years from now. And the vision is is to just contribute as much as we can to the fabric of the 3252. And in saying that, I'd like to say just thank you for, you know, like Julio and uh, Josue and, you know, Ray and all the uh, the couples, you know, ben, uh, Benny and uh, Monty for even giving me the, they had to give, I had to get the opportunity to be up there and just, you know, believe it or not, I had to justify myself to be a Cabo, but um, we were given a break and, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's a tight family, you know, and uh, it, we've, some of the, the original groups, we've come a long way. We, we've, we're, we're a family, we have our issues, but we always sort them out and uh, to be, uh, able to go up there, and not only that, but to also introduce the women into a couple uh, role. Um, if you look at you know traditional European 
uh, it's not happening, you know. Like, it's not happening you know, in the MLS. No. Sparked off no, Moscow, no, you know. You'll never not, see that. No. You'll never see it in the MLS. And when you have, you know, you know, even D9U, you guys have like this you know, animated women just like, you know, going at it. Uh, Black yes, Army, I you know, them. powerful <laughs> man. And that's um, that's a byproduct of even LA, you know, yes, even LA absolutely. culture, right? So like. Um, so we, you know, like once again, you know, there's a little bit of, it's like a soup, man. There's a little elements of everything into this. And we just happen to have our little share of, of, of it, you know, and we're yeah, very blessed. I just say that as like the taking it at pace. Um, we just got the lucky girls, you know, finally out 2019. So just growing at that too. I see in the futures, you know, like I was telling Sal from the last match, um, you know, I climbed up on the rails. You know, we got the other some lucky girls who climbed up, but we had a bunch of new like lucky girls, you know, coming in up on the rails. And I looked around and I literally see just like seven of us women just representing like luckies just up there. And I was telling someone like, do that's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Even like in San in San Jose, like I don't know if you guys saw like the video and the picture of. All the women, like, who went to San Jose or video and her picture, like, that was, like, I was, I, I had to look around. I had, like, everyone's chatting, and I'm looking around. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, like, this is what LAFC, this is what this club is about, of just everybody. It's, it's, it's amazing. Know, just a real quick on a side note, you know, so we went to see the uh, women's national team play. And uh, I'll be honest with you, man, I, I think that was probably my first game. And I, I mean, I'll own it, Mia. So sorry, but um, I'll tell you what. Uh, I left that entire night with this notion: th- the women are the key to the advancement of football in America. It, they really are, because well, I mean, you also got to think they, they that's have. where the women, that's where the children are, that's where like like you know, I mean, that's where the heart. And the soul is, if, if you would ask me, you know, where's the heart and soul of the North End? Well, it's going to be in the drums and in the singing, right? Um, if you ask me, where's the heart and soul of American football? It's in the women's soccer, man. That, and when Bree went over and Jimmy with Black Army, they started the 1979, uh, 1779, Bata 76. 76. Uh, I mean, once again, I, I, I have no clue, right? Like, I'm looking at all this. And they're in our home, in our north end, and we're doing the call to arms. You know, luckies are up in the top, right? And we're kind of like disconnected somewhat. But then mm-hmm. as soon as we hear these familiar chants, no, it's almost like America it. needs it. Like, you know what? Yeah, you need a little spark, man. Here, you know, bring the defibrillator. Pow, you know. Right. Turn it up, yeah. you know, here, you know, flip the switch. And yeah. Maybe this is just me. But I think no, there's something there. There is there something, is something there. there. There is something Especially there. Especially like right now with, you know, the women's USA team equality, pay equality, what they're looking right. for right now. They, you know, they are suing. Yeah, they're because, literally not playing on the same pitch. Yeah, yeah, they're not. No, and they do. Because honestly, in my personal view of, you know, watching like the women's USA team, you know, multiple times. Dude, they just, they're amazing. They rock, man. We I killed mean, it leaps and, bounds, leaps and bounds better than almost every other women's national team out there. Yeah. It's it's it's. I'm it's, a I'm a diehard Mexico, uh, El Tri, <laughs> La Verde. I, I've traveled around the world, you know, following them, good and bad. But something happened that night 
honestly, for me, it was yeah. just like, wow, you know, I'm looking around the stadium and it's like, okay, how do, how do we help this, man? Because there's got to be, and I think LAFC is also indirectly also just that space that's conducive to this new chapter. I, I, and I, I think it's happening. We're living in a special time. No, I really are. You know, I have Mm. been to women's national team games before this most recent one at the bank, and I have not seen that kind of energy from supporters. And I I don't mean to call anyone out. I'm not trying to throw AO under the bus or anything like that. I mean, but there is something about United States national team supporter culture that needs a revamp. It, mm-hmm. it needs a refresh, you know, a DOS reboot, if you will. I mean, it, it needs to happen from I, the ground you know, up. I'm going to tell you yes. something, and then, you know, maybe I might get a little... But one thing that we learned uh, from the 3252 trip to Dortmund, uh, February 2018, is the, the Germans taught us the, uh, the, the organic model and corporate model. So, um, you know, you have this um, model where... What is it? Is it 50 corporate, 50 organic, or 20 corporate, 80 organic? What is it? North End, it's 99% organic, what happens in the North End. Outside of the North End, you know, it's folks that are just watching the game. They're, they're, they're. So the, what happens is the national team, it's almost like it's a 60, maybe 70% corporate. And I think that's where... The organic part gets swallowed up, and once those folks that understand, they have to let back, and allow it to be a little bit more organic. Right, the creativity. The creativity, mm-hmm. and not control the supporters, because mm-hmm. if you control the AO and they're now, you know, eighty twenty, you know, following the line, then you suppress the organic, the creativity, of it, and it becomes cookie cutter. Well, you mentioned, and Perry. people in them around the world just smell it. And they're like, man, there's like, it's like a chum, man, chum in the ocean, man. They're just going to come at you because right. they smell corporate. Boom. Mm-hmm. They're on you. Whack. See the, you know, and, and, and that's where, you know, LAFC was able to kind of really find that Goldilocks, the porridge, man, that perfect, you know, like, and it's still work, you know, sometimes it goes a little cold, sometimes it's a little hot, but I think they found the, the, the right, you know, the right amount of heat. Um, and I think that model is some, some you know, if, if, if it can at least uh, steer or turn the wheels of the ship just a little bit. It doesn't have to be overnight. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think eventually it can get there. This is just me. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, I think mm. that's some of the things that differentiate LAFC culture from the culture we see perhaps in other parts of the United States or or, or even throughout the world we have something that is unique uh, and is growing to be something unique but but that being said you know of all the various you know you guys come from an EPL background there were certainly plenty of other clubs already existing in the Mm -hmm. area you know one uh, you know that's coming to Pasadena Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so why LAFC of all the choices out there what what drew you to the black and gold Um, what drew me to the black and gold like like I said coming from a background of being raised, you know, in L.A., being raised in Boyle Heights, in the hood, you know, pretty much like I tell Sal, like, you know, I was raised in the projects. Um, and seeing, you know, growing up, the football culture that L.A. already had. And I know I'm not the only one who's ever thought of this, that 
when are we going to get a damn team that's going to represent us? You know, we have Dodgers, love them. We have Kings, love them. You know, we have the Lakers, love them. You know, I'm LA girl, die hard. But I'm like, well, when are we going to have football? Yeah. You know, not NFL, sorry. You know, I do love NFL too, but they're like, you know, as in football. Something when are we going to have that? Something that's rooted that's in That's rooted into Los in the city. Yeah. In the city in Los Angeles where I see these kids, you know, don't don't have courts. Mm. They they play in the streets. You know, none of, you know, where I was raised, we weren't blessed with that. And when I read that article, cuz I was hearing the rumors about it and I was like, "Oh my god, if we do get a Los Angeles football team, it's on." And when I first read that article, I was like, done and done. 2014 came. I remember me and my brother were on a countdown on my on like my phone waiting for those season tickets to go up. I was probably, me and my brother probably one of the first. I remember the first ever watch party that LAFC had. Sorry, guys. I'm going to call you out on that. It was beautiful. It was the Women's World Cup back in 2015. And, of course, we won, but we were in Pasadena at um, Barney's Beanery when we first got the ever black and red scarves. We were eating on covered pool tables, and we just had wings and, like, mozzarella sticks on plates. Uh That was the first ever LAFC watch party. And I was hungover. I'm not going to lie. I was hungover just, you know, being out the night before. My brother woke me up, like, are we going? Like, are we going or not? I'm like... Yeah, let's go, let's go. And one of the best experiences I ever had, because just to be a part of those, what, 50 other people in the beginning, um, part of that, when after that, I was like, I'm in. I'm in all the way. And like I said, like, you know, people, I get asked all the time, like, how is, like, you know, a team, you know, only, like, a year and something in? I'm like, oh, honey, this has been happening way before 2014. This has been happening for a very long time. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for this for years. And as you can see, when you look around, look in the stands, when you look in the city, anywhere you go, I'm seeing LAFC as much as I see Dodger gear. We've been waiting for this for a very long time, a very long time. And it's here and we are happy and we're not going anywhere and we're just going to get bigger. I mean, I see LAFC gear everywhere, especially the Dodger game last night. Uh, You know, I took Mandy to Descanso Gardens uh, and I was wearing my Vela hat. And I heard this, dale, 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 black. Yeah. <laughs> and I turn around, and there's some guy who saw me. Oh, no, I would have, like, finished my chat with him. Like, I, I, I usually, yeah. I, I don't want to do a plug, but there's a barbershop down on 6th in spring. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's just me, man, but I, I've walked two blocks, and I get stopped twice. Nice. And, you know, like, uh, you get that stare, like, uh, you're that I know you. You're that one person. And it's like, wait a minute. Uh, But, uh, you know, um, yeah, you get that dolly dolly every now and then. You see it everywhere, you know. I love it. It, You know, and speaking of which, too, you know, I missed it last year, but uh, August 1st, LAFC night at Dodger Stadium. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see You weren't there last, the last one? No, I wasn't. I was there. And then there was one before that. And there was one before that. There was one before that. And then there was the one where they actually, oops, sorry. Actually, where they experienced us, like they invited us to come. But there was one before that when we're out, like, in the outer field, Uh in in the pavilion. That one was. So yeah. much fun. The other one was fun too, but that one. Garcia Normal Parra came out, greeted us. That that was the first one. 
Uh, we were in the pavilion, left field pavilion. Yeah, the other one, they that were was, just like, we're going to put your Yeah, out. and I think we kept, singing, we kept singing to the opponent who was out in the uh, <laughs> oh. left field. <laughs> and we gave him so much. Yeah, we, we gave him so much, uh, such a hard time. I think he finally like threw his glove and just quit, man. Because I, mean, <laughs> I don't think they're used to getting like sung like, or right. you know, yeah. taunted or like, you know, nonstop. Oh, but... Um, I think yeah. I think next one will be probably yeah. Oh, yeah. This next one's going to be uh, you know I I I don't think tickets are on sale yet but yeah. when they do I definitely cuz I I have a hard time believing that they're not going to sell out. Oh no, mm. now they're going to sell out. All yeah, no, my it's... Dodgers LAFC uh I know. jersey right. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Jonathan, that's that's, that's a pretty that's a, nice, that's a really nice jersey. I'm thinking like I I got to get something like that. Do you see the, do you see like the back with the ultra ultra green on? Yeah. No. I thought when you were going to number 42. I hey, was uh, like, Jonathan, oh, uh, sorry. just just for the record, man, I was this close, man. I think I maybe might have been and then Ray became a Luckies for a while. It was just for the record, you know, and I became an ultra. <laughs> I think I wore an ultra. Yeah, I did wear an ultra shirt when I was in the same couple stand with Julio. I wore an ultra shirt, and I think go. I think Roy, Roy, Ray wore a lucky shirt. Anyway, we did something crazy, but um, you know, like Breezy said, you know, at least for me, um, I wish I can really say why. I always kind of have to stop and think about that. And, um, it's such a simple question, but it, it is, you know, um, when it I does. get, you know, when I look at the stadium, there's this, there's this moment, uh, I think there's a video somewhere, um, when we were in New York and Vela goes for the, uh, penalty kick and the video. And I remember it was, we're, we're like looking and all of a sudden time stopped, time stops before that. Yeah. We all it, went. Whoosh, and we stopped. Literally time stopped. It's if like you actually like watch that video again. It just almost seems like really like just, yeah, man. It seems kind of almost eerie, right? Uh, it's like, like why? And uh, everybody has the answer to why. I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I, I don't have the answer yet, but it's been a fun ride. How about that? Yeah. If your answer to why is the moment between... When Vela steps up to the ball and he kicks in a pen, I'm fine with that being the answer. That's a yeah, beautiful man, answer. That's I the love why, that. Man. But you know, I, we, that frozen time and moment at where it just and like 200 fans just literally taking over Yankee Stadium. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, come yeah. on, and you, heard you, about you it can't too. make that up. Yeah, you can't make that up. They're, and no, we're not being paid for any. Of no, shout right. out to the <laughs> shout out to we're the not third being rail. Paid. Shout out to the third rail for hosting us at the. Yankee Tavern. Oh my god! Awesome. There was a Yankee Tavern, literally like, yeah, a block the, two away from the stadium. They they told us day what like right when we got there, they were literally like, we've never seen an away fans take over their whole tavern. Literally like their other like the Yankee fans were like in the corner trying to do chants, and we took over mm. with like L.A. like Tupac. And that's, music like and it was a full yeah, party. I have loved to, us. I have to he say, loved you know, like, us. He was you know, so sweet. Yeah, on that note, you know, um, talking about um, the effect that LAFC has on MLS, I could just imagine what the New York uh, supporters, the third rail, I mean, they've been able to keep it together in the most unconducive space for f for soccer, mm -hmm. for football, that you could imagine. I mean, yeah. it's Yankees, it's, it's, that's a baseball field. Mm -hmm. uh, I could just imagine them with safe standing, stadium. safe standing, yeah. Uh, easy access to some rail uh, right off the Harlem River, 
Uh, we'd be there every year. Oh, hell I mean, yeah. oh man, it's fun. Oh, oh, they had a me, Bank I, of I, New York Stadium. Yeah, or yeah. Bank of New York Stadium. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, and you know, like I said, I, we can't say anything more. You know, than thank you to the the. The Yankee, you know, just the people out there. The people so, out there you know, were people. Amazing. Awesome, man. Amazing. Shout out to uh, Patsy's Pizzeria. Patsy's in Pizzeria. The most Italian guidos you will ever meet. <laughs> like, super, I was man. eating pizza just like, I was like, dude, I'm uh, like, I'm literally out. Yeah. Am I in Sopranos right now? Like, I was like, literally, I was It just, was badass. It was, it was cool. It was really cool. Right. They were Yeah. It was, it was amazing. super, super nice experience. For us to travel, I think that was the largest lucky group that we were able to assemble on the way travel. And uh, yeah, man, that's the vision when you're talking about right. what's the vision. My vision is uh, for the luckies to travel a little bit uh, on, in larger numbers. Uh, like like our, our model is always D9U. And I, I've, I've always said this, and I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, we're really appreciative of what D9U has taught us, a ray from, you know, even the shirts off what you see is what Ray taught us. Um, everything, uh, you know, my, everything, you know, as right far now. as, you know, going at, at the tiefel. I mean, he showed us where you get the material. I mean, he, he Don't took that secret out. That's he took us on yeah. a one one man. Mm-hmm. He took us on a one one This is how, if you're going to do this, Sal, and it's like, no, there's more to this chapter, you know, it's like, welcome to this world. Right. And I'm like, Okay, and no, you don't take notes. You just this is how you learn, and so, you know, um, in the back of it, it's always you know I always tell the luckies, hey, you know, yeah, they're barra style, Argentina, super influenced by that style, but they were always open to something bigger that was going to happen, and that's what you know. Now what we see is, is it it has layers, man. It something has big is happening. Every, everybody's putting, like, Monty's always bringing in these, you know, the Jump for LA Football Club. Then you have the Empire Boys just out of nowhere. Call of Arms. Call of Arms, call man. Arms, yeah, Empire Ajax. Boys. And he's like, no, man, that's an Ajax yeah. chant, bro. That's not ours. Like, please tell everybody, that's an Ajax. And I'm like, dude, you guys brought it. Like, no, <laughs> you guys And you guys, it. and you know what? I didn't even know. I just did it. And it was that just, chat happened in a day. It happened in a day. Yeah. And like At one the game. tailgate, and it caught fire. One it tailgate. Fire. Next thing you know, it's like the over the stadium. Entire organic. stadium is like, organic. dude. And that's that. What you just said, organic, reminds me of when the door opened on the train to Frankfurt or Nor- right. Nuremberg. Is you feel this like wow? It's just like organic. It just you feel this. Ooh. Yeah, it's supposed to happen, right? <laughs> and it sweeps you away, right? It sweeps you away. And, so you've you touched know. on a concept here, whether it's LAFC fans and NYFC fans or, or within the supporters community of yeah. of something that's very near and dear to us, and that's the concept of shoulder to shoulder. So there you go. our most important question we ask every guest, what does shoulder to shoulder mean to you? For me, shoulder to shoulder is always going to be, I got you. At the end of the day, um, no matter what kind of things we're going through in life, we can always come to the north end, come in with the sad face, come in with problems, come with just things that are happening in our life, but we throw our arm around them shoulder to shoulder and be mm-hmm. like, we're here, I got you, let's enjoy tonight and forget about everything else. So that's yeah. a shoulder to shoulder means to me. And I would just like to say thank you for you guys well, you know, having yeah. me. Hey, you know, we're glad to, that you guys you know, took the time out of your day to be on this and 
we're trying to to grow the podcast and grow the fan base and yeah yeah you know it's i mean having people like you guys on is what allows us to keep going and to keep telling people stories yeah it's just there's just so much uh you know it just comes to me in spurts here and there you know like the shoulder to shoulder we had the the meeting at the experience center before it was just an empty experience center it was just a warehouse they had just moved all the cars out they put a table in the middle i think rich said hey i'm going to show you a you know, surprise he showed us a kit like a, the mls kit there's just a uh, prototype and he said hey what do you guys want on the collar I said, well we're going to put the shoulder to shoulder i forget who who mentioned that but there's all these uh, you know countless meetings that we've had and that's what i remember with shoulder to shoulder and what we said that day and what we said hey you know this is us you know this is you know i remember just getting in a little kumbaya and it's like singing you know um you know it, it, it's evolving you know uh, not every definition of shoulder to shoulder is going to be correct but i think it says you know we just got to stay together and as long as we stay unified and uh you know just just let's just work hard for joy man that's yeah. it we're here for joy we're here to have a good time yeah the we have to protect that i think that's the biggest thing but that's awesome i mean you know thank you very much again guys you know the, your guys' story and telling it and like you said earlier sal before we started recording you know if it if it doesn't if you don't come on and this story doesn't get told Nobody gets to know. Yeah. Nobody, and, and that's, that, that is, it's all very important to the fabrics of, of the origins of LAFC and the 3252, and so, yeah. you know, I just want to say thank you very much again, guys, for coming on and, and talking to us. Yeah, I just, sincerely, thank you. This is no. your first pod appearance Yeah, ever. this yes. is, uh, <laughs> I, you know, i just like to just, just mention all the, all the expats, you know, Eric Ferron, who still hosts this once a year, uh, EPL family thing is like super like yeah super low key not a whole lot of people see hear about it but you know July 3rd right they celebrate it right before 4th of July the yeah. expats right uh, up in Hastings Ranch and uh, you go there and then you learn the gentleman's quality of the football game I think that's another one of those phases that we have to go through is to learn the the the, the have to have class the key word of having class and it comes through respect and uh, it, it's it's another you know we another have the ev evolution of it yeah. of the, of mm -hmm. a supporter culture. Well, we have nothing but respect for the two of you. Thank yeah, you man. so much oh, for coming thank on. You. We know uh, we're outside of the bar, our, our normal studio. So thank you for coming to Casa de Gringo. And <laughs> with us here. We appreciate it. Thank you for uh, for sharing some beer with us. Um, hey, no worries. Oh, no, thank you for thank the canteen. You, the canteen. Uh, thank you. And uh, if you guys want to give a follow, uh, please listen and uh, rate the podcast. Leave us any kind of comments. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on all forms of social media at LAFCS2S or shoot us an email on our website. We have all three of our hosts have our email address. All of our three hosts have our email addresses up there, www.lafcs2s.com. And if you're interested in looking into the luckies, for any any kind of supporter group relations, or if you're looking come to join, come join us at the pub. <laughs> absolutely, you know there uh, there's LAFC Sal on Instagram. There's Breezy Does It is the other one, 
And for uh, the, it's LAFC Luckies. Those are the three Instagram handles that you guys mm-hmm. uh, would want to look up if you're looking for any of their watch parties or anything that uh, you want to get involved in. And just we want to again say thank you very much, guys. There's only one chant you. you need to know when you show thank up there, you, right? Yeah. No, no luckies, no party. No luckies, no party. Yeah, people at Dodger Stadium love that one. They, like, they look it. around like, what the, who the heck? Is, uh, but you know, yeah. actually, at the last, like, Dodgers <laughs> game, like, the Luckies, at the Luckies, the LAFC one, Jack, remember Jack White was there? Yeah. And then they did the, da, 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 oh, like, yeah. the giant, we were like, no, Luckies. And he was like, yeah, he was, like, <laughs> yeah. going, like, crazy. He and heard us from uh, the top. It was awesome. all I asked from the 3252 and all the different supporter groups, add your, add your name to it. So if it's... You know, we're saying no luckies, no party. Saying no expos, no party. No D nine, no party. You know, no ultras, yeah. no party. Yeah, that's what we did in New York. No we're, trying, we're calling BA. on every. We were calling on everybody like, in New York. Because without no them, no cuervos, no party. Without so, them, they won't be us. This without is what them, they this won't is the be challenge. Like when the lucky starts singing it, you guys sing. Yeah, join us. You know, join not, us. You know, it don't have to be just group. Yeah, yeah. Join us. And that's what that is about. Else. That's that's I think you know it's not because we're challenging it, but just to join in. Yeah, that's, that's all yeah. It is. Everybody, yeah. More than welcome to join in. Without them, they won't be the thirty-two. That's what it's about. It's 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 a. Well, you heard Ahmad. The chant is shoulder to shoulder as well too. So there you go. Yes, thanks again, guys. We'll see you again, and you know YouTube. TV is and uh, Unamas is going to have the game tomorrow, and then uh, Sunday's game is going to be on ESPN. So yes. awesome. Take us home. Take sticks. us home. Stick. to shoulder. Together, this our culture. Feel the force of a supernova. Stay flying that FC dorsum. Hey, shopping down to Nikki's, Koreatown, Liddy. Cape us old mommy, about to drop her fifth. They won't need to stop, but I ain't. Come to my house, I'll defend that. Bank.